Hey everybody, Tony Kane here, your host of the Next Level Finance Podcast. This podcast is a bonus episode. I have the pleasure of having Molly Benjamin and Betsy Westcott from the Ladies Finance Club here with me today. This is a special ladies only one, so sorry about this one, gents. Maybe this one would be best off sent to mum, your sister, your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, but this is going to be a real deep dive for the ladies. So Betsy, Molly, welcome aboard. Thank you for having us. So ladies, I've conceded, I've just come to the realization that women are taking over the world and I'm quite fine with that if you don't know I've got two daughters at home and and my wife so my house is full of girls and I absolutely am all for and love the fact that women are starting to dominate every industry and especially finances so I'm really glad I could have you guys on today to talk us through the ladies finance club and basically how women are starting to manage their finances better so take me back to the start and tell me how did ladies finance club come to be Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started um, Ladies Finance Club in the UK um, uh, almost two years ago now uh, because I was was working in finance and I was talking with my girlfriends and I just noticed that when it came to our own personal finance, our financial literacy was so little. I remember sitting around one night talking with my girlfriends about, you know, the usual stuff, work, life, love. And we were all like, oh, we're so broke after the weekend and, um, oh, I can't afford this. I'm running out of money. And I was like, but we are young, well-educated women. We are earning good money. How can we have nothing to show for this? We're living paycheck to paycheck. It's crazy. (laughs) And as mentioned, I was working in financial services at the time. And so I checked in there. I was like, maybe these women will, you know, also maybe because they work in finance, I'll be a bit more switched onto it. But I noticed that, you know, same result. They weren't investing and they couldn't tell me how much was in, you know, their pension. So I thought we need to do something about this. So I literally started running events in my living room with my friends and we very quickly outgrew my living room and my background's always been in events and especially in fintech and finance and innovation. So I thought, why don't I put on some events and see if any other women are interested in coming along and yeah ever since then we have just been growing and growing and we um we now have like sellout events in london we're still running um london which is called shiz on the money and then we launched in august uh last year um with a sellout audience in sydney um and it's all about creating a fun and social environment where women can come together and learn about these kind of you know deemed tricky concepts of investing um, because Bets and I always say that the world of finance for women can seem very male, pale, stale and blue, oh so blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. And, yeah and so we just wanted to create fun vibes, jargon-free information, make it a super safe space um, and so yeah we do events, courses, webinars, workshops all about educating women. Sorry Bets, did I miss anything there? No, I think, I think you've covered it. That's our mission. And, and yeah, to your point, you know, chuck finance into Google. You get a sea of charts, some very serious men in suits, uh, lots of little piles of money. And for, for most women who are wanting to invest and to learn about money, you look at that and you're like, well, I don't, I don't see me there. Like, does this relate to me? Am I even welcome? Um, so our events are all very, uh, they're very relaxed very social. Uh, we never dumb it down, but we make it really fun and engaging. And we always have Prosecco because 
why not? The hell not? <laughs> why not? Why not? I think, yeah. you know, that's what they're all saving for, right? <laughs> it, you know, do you know what I love about the Ladies Finance Club is the, the fact that you've, you've sort of created with what you guys do a bit of a conduit to explain to people who don't work in finance. Cause I mean, we all have the luxury of having financial background. So what's, you know, what might be sort of ABC to us, I know um, to my wife and to, to, to my sister and a lot of uh, females who are working in finance, it can seem scary, but um, what I love about what you guys do is you make it so simple and, um, and really easy to understand. Is that sort of what, how you sort of found has been a really good uh, sort of growth point for Ladies yeah. Finance Club? I think so. And we, we tell women often, like, just forgive yourself for, for not necessarily knowing this stuff. We are not taught it at school um, unless you either work in the industry or your family has taught you these habits. Um, there's no way that you really learn about it. And, you know, it was only a few decades ago that we couldn't open a bank account or buy property without the consent or support of either our father or our husband. So it's it's a world that we've been excluded from for a long time. So first of all, forgive yourself, it is new. Um, yeah. You're learning. And, and then just, just know that actually, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, you don't have to be an equities trader to understand finance. If you got through year five math, you absolutely have all the necessary skills to become financially literate and to create financial well-being for yourself. So you've got this. As we I'm say. so glad you said that, Betsy, because I've, um, I've worked with so many wealthy people for, for so many years. And what I've found is the, the wealthiest clients of mine, they're not the rocket scientists. And um, they're the ones that over a long period of time have just made really smart decisions. And um, I always say to my clients and my listeners that becoming really wealthy is sometimes just the, a matter of making sometimes five or six really smart decisions and, and hopefully none no bad ones is that so talk to me talk what i was hoping to um sort of um get to there is talk me through a little bit of the tactics of what you guys sort of go through at the ladies finance club yeah yeah absolutely so um i've, I've hmm. noticed a point to molly there so molly are you the tactician whenever we're um starting a new topic um because we do events on it might be you know investing or budget or money mindset which we're really um, passionate about and um, we always say you know it starts with paying off debt and starting an emergency fund and if you have no clue where to start you can start with these points so paying off debt so um, and that, we're talking about bad debt there so things like credit card debt you're asked to pay your zip pays yep, um, yep. and starting an, an emergency fund which we call at ladies finance club an omg fund so we say start with building a thousand dollars into <laughs> an account that you keep separate from your other bank accounts um and then you want to build up to three to six months worth of expenses so not income but expenses and yep, this yep. is to really get yourself out of a tight spot so we always say that omg fund is for oh my god my car broke down uh, oh my god i need to leave my job because my yep. je- my boss is a jerk. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah yeah no oh my god shots for everyone at 3 a.m <laughs> oh my god did you say no to the shots I, or that that counts does that uh, no. that, that is not what the OMG no, okay, is for. Yeah, or yeah. like, oh my God, there's a sale on and I need that jacket now. 
And Fats and I, we're, when, when, we, when we've been having a few drinks, we, be, we can become very generous. So we always say, keep that OMG account in a, in a place where you can't easily access it. Yes, I um, love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and um, just, while, just to touch on that, because it's very topical at the moment, I'd love to, um, to get both of your thoughts on these afterpays and zip pays are we at the ladies finance club are we anti these because i've got some thoughts and i've maybe strong thoughts but i would love to hear your thoughts before before i swing into gear yeah (laughs) all these things are is a tool so if it's something that you can use to manage your cash flow but not overspend they're absolutely fine where they become problematic is when they create temptation for people that don't have uh, good discipline around their spending and um, spend more than they earn. Because when you spend more than you earn, that's when you get into trouble um, and that's when you start going backwards financially. So in and of itself, the tools are fine. When they're not fine is when they are causing you to, to spend more money than you can reasonably afford to. Um, and, and that's why we say pay off your debts um, and, and build up those savings because um, Deloitte did a study, uh, I think it was last year, where they found a whopping 13 million Australians, which is 68% of our population, they don't have emergency savings and they're in debt because they are overspending. So we always say the tools aren't bad, it's your behaviour. Yeah, <laughs> so I... I think um, I completely agree. I think it's a great service. I think it's you've got to know what type of person you are, though. Like, if you can use it and you never go over that instalment period where you're paying interest, I think it's a great idea. I, I, I spoke to someone recently, the young guy who works for me. He wanted this. He, he broke his surfboard and he wanted another surfboard, and it was a thousand dollars, which for a twenty-three year old, that's a lot of money. Um, but two fifty a week for four weeks is is quite palatable. And, you know, he, he sort of stuck to that. So I think it can work really well. Like it's actually a, a forced discipline. But, yeah, if you're finding that for the listeners out there, if you're, if you're constantly going past that instalment cycle, I reckon you might be able to, you might have to give yourself a bit of a breather from these afterpays. Well, what do you think, ladies? Is that a, some, a fair advice? Or? It sounds very reasonable and weird. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So if we've got, if we've got an emergency fund, right, um, Molly, like you said, we've saved up a, um, a couple of months of expenses and the OMG sort of we've provisioned for those OMG moments, um, not at the bar, you know, in the <laughs> real world. Um, what are we, for, what are we doing next ladies? Yeah. So um, the other part we um, like to share with ladies is how to set up, um, their bank accounts for success. So when you have one account and you're, you are trying to save, you are trying to pay your bills, you're trying to maybe put some money aside for a holiday, it can all seem a bit crazy and a bit messy. So we have, um, we like to use the 50, 30, 20 rule. Um, so that's all about when your paycheck comes in and hits your account, it automatically goes into the right places. So we say you keep, we call it the financially adulting bank account. So that's, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's where your fixed, fixed, in, um, fixed expenses and reoccurring bills are paid from. So your income comes in and that goes to those um, adulting expenses like rent, electricity. Um, you have 30%, which goes straight into your fund money account. So that's for things like holiday, entertainment, clothes, brunch. But when that money is gone, that's when the fun stops. 
And then we have the 20%, which goes into your future you account. And this is where it's all about growing your long-term wealth. So maybe you're investing that money, putting extra into your super. Um, and that's pretty much where we say is, is a good next step, um, the 50, 30, 20 rule. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, yeah. and um, just to dig a little bit deeper on that. So if someone is out of whack at the moment, right? So to get into, if they're not at the 50, 30, 20 at the moment, um, obviously the easiest way is to look at what they're spending money on, right? Do a budget and strip out what they can. Is that, you know, is that sort of the best piece of advice for someone who might be way out of whack on your ratios there? Yeah, absolutely. You need to get real with your money. If you ignore your money, your money is going to ignore you. So <laughs> I love um, it. there's heaps of budgeting apps out there. And I like to use the term spending plan because budgeting sounds really restrictive and gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I reckon it's a boring word. I'm trying to steer away <laughs> from it too, Betsy. It's very yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we say, yeah, two, two steps. One, get real with your money. So go through about three months of your bank statements and look where it's going. Um, prioritize your spending as to what's most important to you. So, you know, the really important things you're not going to cut out, whereas the less important things is where you've got a bit of flex going, you know, maybe I don't need to be um, spending my money here. And like I said, there's apps that can help you do this. There's Pocketbook, there's Foo, F-U, Foo app, there's Frollo. Mm -hmm. um, and even most of your bank accounts will be having um, some sort of tracking uh, mechanisms that can help you with that. And then, like we said, set yourself up for success, set up a minimum of four bank accounts, make sure they're fee free. And for the OMG account and for the future you account, make sure they're high interest savings account. And then split your money up between, you know, the fixed bills, making sure you've always got that money there, your flexible fund spending, um, when that runs out, stop spending, and then put <laughs> money aside for the future as well. And if you can spend a little bit of an investment of time to do that, it is going to pay dividends and really take you on a fast track to financial well-being. And, and I'm a testament to this. I've been doing this for 10 years, 10 plus years. And even when I was a uni student and I didn't have a lot of money, I applied this method. Now I'm working, I earn a lot more money than I did as a uni student. I still apply this method. And the 50, 30, 20 is a guide. We understand in a city like Sydney, it might not be possible. Or if you've got a mortgage and some rug rats, it yep. might not be possible. It's just a guide. Um, your percentages might be different, but the, the separating your money um, is something that can apply irrespective of your budget. I absolutely love that, Betsy. And for the listeners out there, guys, this is gold nuggets. And it, 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 might, it may sound very simplistic, but I can attest to what Betsy had, is talking about there. Is it, you know, it might seem very you know, small at the start. If you're, if you're 20 going into your sort of future year is only working out to be $100 a week or $200 a week, I know that seems insignificant, but over time, you'd be amazed at what this, and I'm going to ask the lady shortly of what we're going to do once we've saved up some money in our sort of future year account. But don't take this sort of advice slightly albeit it might sound really simple it's one of the fundamentals to building wealth and and guys i need to i don't want to ask you a quick question before we go into what to do with this future money now let's assume that we've got some ladies out there who are in love right and um they're they're thinking about you know moving in together maybe buying property together getting married what is our advice for these ladies out there when they're uh, talking to their partners um, about 
maybe doing the big finance join. What's the, uh, can we go there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we just did an event on this called Love and Money for Valentine's Day. So we had 60 women and we were talking exactly about this topic. And I think one of the most important things that came up on this was around sitting down, making the time and talking to your partner about what are your future goals together and also finding out about their own money stories, their own money habits. Are they a spender or a saver? Um, how much do they, do they have debt? Um, what do they, you know, what do they own? And really approaching it as, um, as a team. Uh, and then Bets, I'll, I'll hand over to you. For the- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Molly. That, thank you. Yeah, so it is about coming together as a team um, and and sort of saying, well, what are we going to do together and how are we going to approach um, sort of creating a life together and money is such a big part of that. So we always say a couple of rules of thumb. Um, Maintain one account that's just in your name um, where your income comes into. This is important as like a little bit of a risk mitigation just in case something goes wrong you still have control over the inflow of your money. So the money coming into your personal account. Yep. But then for things that you're doing jointly, like managing joint household bills, have a joint account to manage those bills together. Um, for things that are joint goals, have a joint account where you're putting money towards those goals together. Um, now we know, <laughs> we know money is a highly emotional topic. Um, so if you head over to our website, We've got um, some tips and guides on how to start that conversation. And um, if you're still feeling stuck after that, please hit us up on our socials and we'll ha- we're happy to chat through it with you. So um, we're all about helping women get ahead and lifting them up. So, you know, we're, we're very open to having a conversation with any of your listeners. I love yeah. it. I love it. Thanks, Betsy. And all, and, all, and all of the links will be in the show notes for everyone, guys, to make sure you can easily get across to the Ladies Finance Club website because I've been through it, my wife's been through it, and it's one of those websites that I refer people to who, you know, they don't, you know, do you, and I'm going to touch on this now, ladies. Do you find that where you guys fit in, especially in Australia at the moment, the whole financial advice industry is quite fragmented and it's actually difficult for people to obtain advice um, unless they're yeah. really wealthy. So I love yeah. that you guys are positioned in that sort of area where people that who don't quite need the strategic, super complex advice can still get all the fundamentals, right, from Ladies Finance Club. 100%. Like, so... We, we focus a lot around education. We don't give advice. We don't tell people what to do. Uh, it's all about equipping you with the basic skills so that you can get your good money habits in place so that you're well equipped that when you do come to the point where you need to talk to a financial advisor to either set up insurance or make investments, you have a basic understanding because for most of us, we don't need advice straight away. We just need someone to explain how this money business works and, and to help us build the mindset and the habits to create financial well-being and um, really um, put us in a good place. Um, what would you add to that, Molly? I was going to say, and um, we actually, we've just done an article on it. We've got an Insta post on it, which is about 10 questions to, ans- to ask a financial advisor if you're going for advice. But what we're also finding is a lot of our women, they're new to this world, they're exploring, so um, they might actually want to try some money coaching they like to use our resources we've had a bunch of join our money boot camp which just gives 
the basic overviews of different topics of personal finance. Yeah, because as, as it is, yeah, a lot of our women are just wanting that education. And that's why we also love that we're fiercely independent and um, we're not associated with any other kind of financial institutions. And I love that too. And um, so it's very topical at the moment. Like, so what are we say? What are we saying to our listeners and our members of Ladies Finance Club and and everyone in general who thinks the sky is falling? What's the um? How are we how are we helping these people sleep at night, ladies? <laughs> and me. And you look. Um, these things work in cycles. What goes up comes down, but it will go back up again. Um, I liken a market crash to a Black Friday sale. <laughs> so now you've got them interested. Everything, right? so 20% off. <laughs> so look, just like a Black Friday sale, um, there, there's opportunities to buy something that's really at, at a good value price. There's also a lot of junk in there as well. So um, look, don't panic. Things will come back up again. Um, remember your goals. And one thing that we always talk to women about with investing, it's not about, you know, bulls and bears and, and buying low and selling high. It's actually about being really clear on what your goals are and why you're investing and how long you're investing for and sticking to that plan. Um, when the market goes down, it can be a buying opportunity for different investments, but make sure you take care to really assess what you're going to purchase to make sure it's something of value. Um, because if I liken it to some of my Black Friday sale purchases, I've definitely, you know, got some really good value items that I would have paid a lot for previously and bought them for a lower price and I feel fabulous about it. I've also bought those dresses that I didn't need and never wear and hang in my wardrobe with the tag still on. And I would liken that to a bad. <laughs> bad <laughs> <laughs> so if I an analogy, that's I love it. it. It'll recover again. Um, yeah. And Molly, are you got anything to add there? Well, just that I, and I, I love hearing this stat because I think it's kind of empowering for women to hear. Um, so uh, Warwick University and Hargrave Lionsdown did a um, recent survey and they found that women make really good investors because of what Betsy just said around, we like to have goals and financial goals. And so when markets are volatile and they are up and down, we don't freak out, but we just ride out that wave because we know that no, this is our this is our goal, and if they they know, um, we we always teach if it's between one to three years, you're always going to keep that money in cash anyway. So um, don't freak out, and it's just I think it's empowering to know that we we are good at this. You know, we are we are investors. Well, I love it. You know, one of the great quotes I um from Warren Buffett, he says, if you're not willing to own a stock for ten years, don't even think about owning it for ten minutes. And I've I've found wealth. Um, it's not a it's not a sort of a game of you know, geniuses versus idiots. It's just people who can afford to stay in the game. And I remember, ladies, my first ever job in finance, so I was a financial planner for a decade. No joke, I started in October 2008, pretty much the day of the worst day in the markets in history. Um, and bloody initiation of fire. Like, I'll tell you what, I remember being in this office and the, the, the advisors were running around. There was margin calls and things like that going crazy. But the reality is, I mean, without getting too sort of philosophical, I think you've got to take the approach that life is pretty good and what will be will be. And, and one of the things that I am really big on, and, and I think there's a big um, crossover between 
health and finances. So my, my theory is that, and this is not my theory, there's research suggesting that, you know, people that are in their sort of 20s, 30s and 40s at the moment, they're going to live, you know, over 100. So I don't want any of my listeners to think, feel like there's any rush. Like, we don't have to, you know, you don't have to own that home tomorrow. You don't. So I think it's, and this sort of plays into what you guys do really well because you guys are all about the fundamentals and getting things, the foundation set for the long term. And I think a lot of people have anxiety over money and it's, it's because there's this sort of artificial timeline that they put on everything, which probably doesn't need to be there. Is that, so what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's such a misconception misconception with like, you know, I'm investing and I'm going to be like the wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to double my money or I'm, I'm really scared. I'm just going to lose it all because I'm going to invest in one stock. So yeah, yeah no, that's, that's the thing. I think that's, um, yeah, what, what Betsy does really well at our events as well as explaining that this is a long-term process. As you said, kids being born today are going to live to 100. We're going to need our money to last long. So it's definitely... Um, a slow a slow time <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's about investing a small amount and doing it regularly and staying in for the long term and and those goals come in over and over again as molly said if you when you're investing you're essentially putting money away today to spend at a later date and what's that later spend date Knowing that is really important about um, to help you identify where to put your money. So if it's something that you're going to spend in the next one to three years, we always say keep that money in cash because you don't have the time to ride out market volatility like the stuff we're seeing today. So Betsy, I would have listeners out there thinking, okay, well, shit, I'm not doing too well at the moment. You know, I, I have, I am in debt and I feel I, I might even be in my thirties or forties or fifties. I would love for them to, feel a little bit more at peace knowing that there's no rush. Have you, you obviously encounter this scenario quite often. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in investing, wealth creation, financial wellbeing, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and it's all about doing little things and often and letting that behavior compound over time to get you where you want to be. So, um, you know, it's, you don't feel like you have to be there and be like, you know, the wolf of Wall Street and a baller in your 30s. You're probably yeah. going to live to 100. you got yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, spend time educating yourself. Spend time getting your behaviours right. Start investing a little bit and often and have a investment horizon beyond three years. So we say that anything that's like four to six years, that's a medium-term investment. Um and then anything seven plus, that's your long-term investment. Now, we see investments as putting money away today for to spend in the future. So when is that future point when you want to spend that money? And by spend, I might mean to buy a house or to retire or to start a business or to start a family, whatever that is. And, um, and give yourself the time to... to um, write out different market cycles and to um, put enough money away over time to get the results that you're looking for. Um, they say that as humans, we grossly overestimate what we can achieve in a year and grossly underestimate what we can achieve in five years. And for me personally, I had to apply this to myself. I moved to Sydney, country girl in the big smoke, realised the house prices here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I was in my first job working in a bank as a teller and I was like, how the hell am I ever going to afford a home? Like it just felt impossible. And I sat down with a financial advisor and he showed me that, you know, yeah, my horizon to get there was about a five plus year investment horizon that I would have to start putting money away every paycheck. And I invested it in a fund um, that gave me some exposure to higher growth assets other than cash. And if I just stuck to that for five years, um, then I would reach my goal. And I was like, you know what? Five years feels like a long time, but it came around so much quicker than I realized it would. And because of a few pay rises along the way and me accelerating how much I was putting away in savings, I actually got there in a shorter time frame where I got to the point where I had a deposit to buy the house. And I was so proud of myself. <laughs> so it's possible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and so let's let's talk it um, through. Okay, so we've got this out there. They've done all the right things. They've they've got the 50, 30, 20 in place. They've got the OMG fund. Um, they've got they've now allocated some money in this future fund where it's it's they, they don't need it within the next sort of five years. So and now you know for listeners out there, this is basically this is financial coaching based. So I don't want you to rush off and um, you know take Betsy or Molly's advice as financial advice, because obviously they don't know your situation in depth, right? But typically someone in that situation, what would they be doing? Like the, you know, property, I, I run a mortgage business and, um, you know, I, I probably talk more people out of buying a property than I talk into it because it's sometimes it doesn't suit their, their life, so their, their, their situation, right? Um, yeah. So what do we, without sort of going, you know, in terms of the exact, you know, recommendations what are we doing for people in that sort of scenario guys yeah so first of all work out your goal what it is you want to do how much money you need to do it and when you're going to do it from there you can work out how much money you need to be putting away today to get you there and then if it's um if the time frame is more than three years you might consider investing in like a managed fund or an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, um, which is essentially a, a portfolio of um, different assets that will um, that you can invest in to help you get a higher rate of return than if you were just putting away cash savings. Now, if you're just starting out, um, spend some time getting educated um, around different asset classes, what kind of returns they generate, what's your minimum investment time frame, and and then um, invest in. Um, in something that's going to give you a good exposure um, to, to all those assets. That's quite diversified. Now, I've used a lot of jargon there, I know. Um, well, I'm going to pull you up there, Betsy, and I, I love. I'm going to pull you up on just one bit of jargon and an ETF to Molly and yourself and me would, you know, that's, that's like ABC. But can we... Because I personally am a big fan of ETS for my, my wife and I. And um, can we just give the, um, the elevator pitch of an ETF out there? Yeah. For my listeners. Okay. So ETF stands for exchange traded fund. The focus is the word fund. So what a fund is, is a, um, it's a big pool of money. So you as an investor put your money into the pool along with other investors and then that gets invested on your behalf across lots of different asset classes and you get the, ex the exposure of those returns of how that asset performs. So cash, bonds, property and shares. Why it's important to put your money into a fund is that you can spread your money across lots of investments um, and diversify it. So reduce the risk of any one investment performing badly so that you get a nice smooth return. So that's a fund. We like funds because we can use a little bit of money 
and get it spread across a lot of investments to get a smooth return. Exchange traded just means that you're buying it on a stock exchange. So it's something like the Australian Stock Exchange, which is where people come together to buy and sell different goods. Goods being shares, funds, things like that. That's ETF. And another way I like to look at it is ETFs are like a box of chocolates. So um, it's you've got all different, you've got different flavors. Um, some you might like, some you might not like, um, but it's all packaged up in the one box for you. I, that is excellent. I was just about to say, I, so a really quick story. So I, I'm fascinated with Jeff Bezos so in my office over there. I've got a, a photo of Jeff's um, in his original small office. And I just love the story. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm now an Amazonian. I have completely bought in. Everything I need now is, is coming to Amazon. I'm on, I'm on first name basis with the delivery guy. So I, I love the story. It's all right. To give you the listeners out there an example of Molly's like chocolate box theory, I um obviously Apple, I've got 15 devices in my office and probably another 10 at home and iPads, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I just really feel like these guys are going to dominate long term. And this is not advice either. But I said to my broker, I said, I want to get, I want to buy some Apple, I want to buy some Amazon, I want to buy some Facebook. So rather than me having to figure out how to do that and the best um, way to do that is my broker set me up with a top 20 technology ETF. So for the listeners out there, I didn't have to worry about anything. I, could, I just invested my money in one fund that owns 20 of the best US tech stocks. So that's a great, and we can do that. You can do that for the health sector. You can do that for pretty much any sector in any country. And that's for a very, very low cost. So rather than, you don't, don't feel like if you're listening out there that you have to go it alone and you don't need to be a stock picker because someone else can, for a very small fee, has already figured out what the best 20, best are, 20 or 50 or 100 stocks are. And is that, your, is that why you guys love them as well? Absolutely, yeah. And we spend, um, if for anyone who wants to come along to this Finance Club event, our event, Girls Just Want, want to Have Funds, is all about... <laughs> I love that, yeah. Um, we love a pun. We love a pun. Oh, punny. Um, taking you through step-by-step step how to actually get started with investing with your goals, understanding, you know, the foundational concepts of investing and then how to get started um, really safely through investing in funds. So, yeah, for many of us, you know, we, you know, we might be new to the concepts of what is compounding interest, what is risk and return, diversification, asset classes. So we break it down. We have fun analogies, a few rhymes, um, just to really help, uh, help get these concepts set um, in our minds. I, I love it. Now, I have to ask for all the boys out there, like, is there going to be like a men's finance club at some point or what? Are, we just, are you just casting us completely to the side or is there any love for us men? We, we are looking forward to the day where it's just going to be the finance club and we don't have to focus on women. But what we're saying at the moment now is the gap is just a little bit too large. So there's, we're, we're living longer, we're earning less, we're investing less, we're retiring on half the super of men. Highest growing demographic um, of homelessness in Australia is women over the ages of 55. So at oh, the moment, right. our, our passion is, yeah, it, that gives me goosebumps every time. Um, so at the moment, our passion is really focusing on women and helping to close that gap. But men are always, um, always welcome. <laughs> I don't know if we can say what our, I, it's, 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 nah, we're allowed to say it. This is, yeah, this is no holds barred. 
So is... we, <laughs> we say uh, dicks allowed, just no dickheads. <laughs> okay, sweet. All right. I like that. Well, you know what? I'll look after, I'll look after the men and women. I can, I'll make sure, gents, for, for the gents out there, I follow the Ladies Finance Club. So I'll, um, with your permission, ladies, I'll steal a bit of stuff for all the, for all the boys out there who uh, need, because I love this. And, and ladies, I'm so glad I got to have you on today because... There's just been so much gold that you've given us that, that the listeners can take. Things like that I've written down just while we've been talking, like the, the 50, 30, 20, that's just like something so simple, but that can be implemented into all of the ladies' finances and practices straight away. Also, like the OMG fund, I know there's like, there's so many things that can pop up, and especially in these times we're living through at the moment where there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So having that OMG fund has probably never been more important. So thank you so much for all these little tips, and I hope the listeners out there, you've, got the, you've had the pen out or you've... Uh, you can uh, maybe share this with any of your girlfriends, ladies, because this stuff here is game-changing, and I really hope that you take all this stuff on board and start to implement it because it's going to make a huge difference to how your lives turn out and essentially how the quality of your life is going to be in the long run. I think most importantly, ladies, would I be able to finish off with um, letting my listeners know how, we, how they get in touch and jump on board with the, um, the Ladies Finance Club? Absolutely. So um, they can go to our website, which is www.ladiesfinanceclub.com. We also have a bunch of um, free resources on there as well. Um, we've got our boot camp, which is a six week program. Uh, we are on all the socials. So Instagram, hit them, us up on Instagram. We, um, we're on Facebook. We have a fantastic group of awesome women who want to get money savvy on our private Facebook group, which is Ladies Finance Club Money Chat. And that's where we share tips and hints and um, people ask their questions. Um, so that's a really lovely growing community. Um, yeah, so please connect with us. Oh, and I'll, I'll and I was just going to say too, I love how um, you guys endorse uh, Share the Dignity the charity and um, for the listeners out there and I'll also show it in the show notes. I know that, you know, um, Betsy and Molly have been really um, generous with their time today, but they're not, they're not trying to, you know, take over the world. They're trying to help uh, each and every one of you ladies just get a little bit better with your finances to just improve your lives and at the same time help out other ladies. So do us a favor while you're there, check out sharethedignity.com.au. It's a great cause that I know the ladies support. So ladies, Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed today and I know my listeners would have really got a lot out of it. And uh, I'm going to annoy you guys to uh, come back on down the track and let, keep me posted with how the uh, Ladies Finance Club has going. And, and uh, I'm all for this world domination, as I said, of, for women. Well, as I said, my house is full of women and uh, I love it that way. And uh, you you ladies probably don't realise it, but there's many young girls out there that you, you are inspiring every day. So, so thanks for doing what you do. And um, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having us.